the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Bruce Hooley Show podcast is brought to you by HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Creating jobs and restoring dignity one cup at a time. Good coffee doing good. Learn more at HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. News events sometimes time up with other things that are completely unrelated but seem related. Ohio State starts its season tonight at Minnesota uh, on or in close proximity to the release of former Ohio State quarterback Art Schleister from prison. Uh, Art is out, uh, having been behind bars totally for more than 20 years of his 61 years. Uh, Crazy that uh, he wasted all the potential that he had in his life with a compulsive gambling addiction. So certainly hope that uh, he is freed from that now. But uh, I know Art a little bit. I would not do business with him, and I would concur with Ron O'Brien, the former uh, prosecuting attorney of uh, Franklin County, that uh, that's an endeavor if you go into business with art that's uh, you are asking to lose your money so i don't wish him any ill but um it's interesting that he's uh, out he's been in a long 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 time made a lot of dis- bad decisions that a lot of bad things happened to him brought a lot of bad things onto his family and so um i hope he has a good ending to his life cuz he certainly experienced a lot of pain and brought a lot of pain to others uh, it is sad for me to see that the Marine Lieutenant Colonel, who is no longer in command of his unit because he posted a four-minute social media video calling for accountability on the part of the military in the aftermath of the humiliating exit from Afghanistan, uh, is not only likely headed for court-martial, but he says if he's convicted, and he says, I will be found guilty, that he also will probably do jail time. Now, this is a very difficult thing. I I talked about this with Jason Beardsley, the former Green Beret who joined us on the show last Friday. You cannot have a military if underlings do whatever they want to do or pass judgment on the orders they receive. People die in the field when there is a question about following orders. So you have to have faith and trust in your leaders. You have to follow orders. You just do. But when the orders are as ill-conceived and poorly executed. Well, they're not poorly. They were not poorly executed. (laughs) Ill-conceived and just doomed to failure. Um, The soldiers on the ground in Kabul did nothing wrong. They were brought to the mouth of a killing field, put on display for the Taliban and ISIS-K and everybody else to blow them up. So I don't blame them at all. I can't imagine the courage that it took to enact orders that they knew put their lives in peril. So this lieutenant colonel called it out, and he called for leaders in the military to stand up and be willing to forfeit their commission and to 
suffer the consequences or whatever the consequences were. He's willing to do it. His quote on the social media posting says, uh, potentially all these people did die in vain if we don't have senior leaders that own up and raise their hand and say, we did not do this well. Without that, we just keep repeating the same mistakes. I've been fighting for 17 years. I'm willing to throw it all away to say to my senior leaders, I demand accountability. Well, that's not something that he gets to do, but he's not alone. Uh, We have a list of now 130, it was 90 just a day ago, now 130 retired admirals and generals demanding the resignation of both Secretary of Defense Lloyd Austin and Mark Milley, the chairman of the Joint Chiefs. How despicable and disgusting was it yesterday to see Mark Milley and Lloyd Austin take only three questions from the press? And for one of them to be about Mark Milley's pain, how are you dealing with your pain? Huh? Like, for him to even answer that, this is, this, you know, sometimes the fact that a question gets answered is reflective of the kind of mindset behind the person that birthed or allowed to be birthed the plan that put 13 American service members in coffins. Millie talked about his plan. Ah, oh, his pain. Oh, I'm a soldier. I'm a career soldier. Yeah, I don't, I don't get a chance to focus on my pain. The only pain worth focusing on is the pain of the 13 families that are today experiencing the one-week anniversary of their sons and daughters dying. So these retired admirals and generals, 130 of them, say that Millie and Austin need to resign, quote, based on negligence in performing their duties primarily involving events surrounding the disastrous withdrawal from Afghanistan. I actually held out hope yesterday that one of the two men, or maybe both, would resign. They're not going to. They are career partisan actors. They've gotten to where they've gotten because they've played the political game. And so honor, duty, important to them, I'm sure, but a priority over doing the right thing, over giving away their pension, over giving away their prominence, their power, their prestige. No. Not going to do that. Sometimes, though, as I said when I was talking about my pillow, sometimes the good guys do win. And under that umbrella falls the following story. Guess who's paying Grace Community Church in suburban Los Angeles four hundred grand? <laughs> The Los Angeles County Board of Supervisors. Yes, the government, the ones that did everything they could to shut down John MacArthur's church during COVID. And MacArthur and his church, they played along for a little while. And then finally, MacArthur's like, this is nonsense. Like, my duty is to preach the gospel. He kept having... Sunday morning services with just himself and a few staff members, which they broadcast, and organically, parishioners and then others who wanted to go to church because they missed it, started showing up on their doorstep. They didn't announce, hey, we're open. No, people just started showing up. Oh, look at that. Free choice. Liberty being exercised right there, even in awfully red, awfully blue, rather, California. 
fatally blue California. So finally, MacArthur just thought, well, look, I mean, if all these people are coming and we're in the hundreds now, like we might as well just tell everybody we're open. So they did. And people flocked to their doors, not wearing masks inside singing. So the L.A. County Board of Supervisors did exactly what you would expect. They rescinded Grace Community Church's, what was it, 50-year relationship to lease a parking lot for overflow parishioners. They just took it away from them, said, can't have it anymore. We've rented it for decades. No, it doesn't matter. Can't have it. You're going to be open? No, can't. You can have people, but you can't park them. The people came anyway. The people came anyway. And now, with uh, Trump attorney Jenna Ellis leading the way as the uh, top attorney for Grace Community Church, the Los Angeles County Board of Supervisors saw that they were going to lose, and lose badly, in court. So they settled out of court and are going to pay Grace Community Church $400,000. What precipitated this change of heart? Well, Supreme Court rulings that have said consistently that even if there are public safety health measures in place, the separation of church and state precludes the state from closing churches. And now the L.A. County Board of Supervisors is saying, oh, we are grateful to the county's faith organizations for their continued partnership to keep their congregants and the entire community safe and protected. From COVID-19, I guess, you know, they're continuing to lie. Uh, John MacArthur, whose opinion on this is the only one that I really care about. Uh, True confession, I listen to a John MacArthur sermon every night while I lay my head on my MyPillow and cover up with my Giza Dream bed sheets on my MyPillow mattress topper. I listen to a John MacArthur sermon every night as I go to bed. Uh, MacArthur said that the victory was a, quote, monumental victory for Grace Community Church. We know there are no circumstances that can cause the church to close. The church is not only a building, but is the bride of Christ and exists to proclaim the truth. Yeah, that's why he drove them so crazy, by doing this, by standing for truth. And there you go. That's the example, folks. That's the example. He didn't get disagreeable. He didn't, you know, insult people. He didn't bark angrily. He just said, This is our church. I'm going to do what I do. I did it before. I'm going to do it again. We're going to stand right here. You bring whatever adversity you want to bring. It's not going to deter us. It did not deter them, and it doesn't always work this way in life. I don't want to mislead you. It doesn't always work this way in life. But once in a while, eventually, of course, we're always going to win if you're on the side of God and of Jesus. But... Sometimes you get to win in this life and in the next. And in this case, Grace Community Church got to do exactly that. Great, great, great turn of events in California. Now, if we could only get Gavin Newsom recalled and Larry Elder elected. Is that too much to wish for? I certainly hope not. As we wrap up the show today, I wanted to recap our top story, which I love. Mike DeWine, the governor of the state of Ohio, is announcing a pilot program that would change the way 
COVID-positive tests are treated in Ohio schools. He's going to roll this out in Warren County. And what he's doing is making rapid tests available for kids. They are going to try to keep them in the classroom rather than quarantine them for two weeks at home. Uh, The governor realizes, uh, albeit late, but I'll give him credit for realizing it, that sequestering kids away from school is not good for them socially, psychologically, a lot of times nutritionally. Columbus City School kids last year, a lot of them count on the meals that they get at school, breakfast and lunch. It's the only decent nutrition some of them get in a day. So I like this idea from Mike DeWine. Uh, I certainly hope it succeeds. And it's something I think is a baby step toward rebuilding his relationship with a lot of the Republican voters in Ohio that he offended with his, I mean, there's just no other way to say it, his overreach and his overzealous magnification of the threat of COVID as we learn more and more and more about that disease. Uh, Speaking of, uh, I did tell you earlier that Joe Rogan has COVID, and he's been taking a bunch of different therapeutics to get over it, among them, ivermectin count on hearing from the covid scared that ivermectin is a horse drug a dewormer and that joe rogan is an idiot for taking it as if there are not drugs that can be used in some doses for animals and in some doses for humans yeah if you take too much of anything it will be bad for you so don't just go willy-nilly, run off to your uh, local farm supply store and take it. you got to have it. Uh, I don't know if doctors can even prescribe it, but administer it? Yeah, they can give you some guidance on that. So I make no claims about it, but I know that the gentleman who follows me at the top of the hour, um, Dennis Prager, swears by ivermectin. So we will see. Uh, and Joe Rogan, by the way, recovered in a day. But I get the feeling sometimes they don't want people to recover that quickly. From COVID. Uh, one of the big stories yesterday in the Jen Psaki press conference at the White House was the uh, notable statement by Joe Biden to the president of Afghanistan before he fled with $160 million in American cash that, hey, things are going really bad. And whether it's true or not, we need you to say things are going well, or at least to portray that things are going well. And if you say that, why, we'll give you air support. Now, I am not so young that I forgotten another president. Let me help me think about this now. Has there ever been a president who, in a phone call with a foreign leader, asked him to do something? Uh, I don't think he asked him to lie. In the case I'm thinking of, it sticks in my mind. He asked the foreign leader to do something that was actually lawful, and he promised him that he would do something for him, send him aid if he did something. I can't quite put... Oh, wait a minute. Donald Trump in Ukraine, and it resulted in Donald Trump's impeachment. But what about Joe Biden asking a foreign leader to lie and say everything's going well with the Taliban and Joe Biden promising him air support? What was the phrase? Mm. Oh, yes. Quid pro quo. That seems like a quid pro quo, Jen Psaki. One on Afghanistan. Uh, there's some reporting that we 
like to confirm regarding a, a call in, June, in July, rather, between President Biden and former Afghanistan President Ghani. One, that both leaders appeared completely unaware that the Taliban would take over, and secondly, that they discussed plans to project that Afghan forces were still in control. Can, is that accurate? Can you tell us a little bit more about that, Paul? Well, I'm not going to get into private diplomatic conversations or leaked transcripts of phone calls. Uh, but what I can reiterate for you is that we have stated many times that no one anticipated, uh, the vast majority, I should say, there may have been individuals and agencies, so I don't want to eliminate that option. But uh, our uh, national security team and no one in Congress, or I would say most people out in the public, anticipated that. This is how you become a press secretary, kids, for a Democratic president. You lie to dispatch a lie you've been caught in. Nobody saw it coming, Jen Psaki says. I'm not going to talk about it, first of all. She didn't deny that Joe Biden did that. Did you notice? She didn't deny it, just like the other day when he said, you know, uh, was the old guy checking his watch while he was presiding over the dignified transfer of the remains of 13 American service personnel murdered by ISIS-K because of his incompetence? Was the old man checking his watch? And she's like, I, I thought she, I thought for sure she'd say, oh, no, 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 no. He was looking at a rosary on his wrist or something. No, she didn't say that. She didn't deny he was looking at his watch. And here she doesn't deny that he told uh, Ghani, hey, you got to tell people everything's going great with the Taliban. Because, I mean, that's, 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 saying the Taliban's like taking over provinces, that's making me look bad, dude. If you want air support, you'll lie for me. And Jen Psaki goes to the already off-stated lie. Uh, nobody saw this coming. Nobody. But they can't get the old buzzard to stop saying he planned for every contingency. So he continues to say that, which you know, I don't know which is the truth. I never expect the truth to pass from his lips or hers. That's what we prioritize here. We prioritize the truth. And so... I try to end the week, and I know it's not the end of the week, but it's the end of my week because I will not be here tomorrow as we're going out of town to uh, watch my father-in-law get honored for his service to a university, a Christian university. I wanted to share with you, I start my day most every day, I try to endeavor to do it every day, with a chapter of the book of Proverbs that matches the date of the month. So yesterday was the first. I read Proverbs 1. Today's the second. I read Proverbs 2. Proverbs 1 makes very clear that wisdom is available to all. Verse 20 of chapter 1. Wisdom calls aloud in the street, raises her voice in the public squares. At the head of the noisy street, she cries out. In the gateways of the city, she makes her speech. So wisdom is available. It's there. It's calling. It's waiting for you to answer. And then God says, If you had responded to my rebuke, I would have poured out my heart to you and made my thoughts known to you. But since you ignored all my advice and would not accept my rebuke, I in turn will laugh at your disaster. It feels to me like we have embarked upon a course in this country where we are inviting God to laugh at our disaster. But as Christians, what is our call? Well, Proverbs 2, verse 1. If you accept my words, so the Bible is truth, accept that, and store up my commands within you, value those words. Turn your ear to wisdom and apply your heart to understanding. Invest deeply in the Word of God. And if you call out for insight and cry aloud for understanding, you seek it desperately. Look for it as for silver and search for it as for hidden treasure. Then you'll understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God.
Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.